Shall I play the music? Yeah. Yes. Lovely. Perfect. Uh, Claire, your choice this time. Big Fish. I picked Big Fish as a film. And then we watched Big Fish. And I think we should talk about it now. Um, I picked it because I saw it years ago. And I thought, well, like at the time it didn't make any sense. I thought maybe I should rewatch it like 15 years oh. later and maybe it'll make more sense. Um, yeah. And did it? Uh, no. Still didn't make any sense. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to make any sense. Um, oh. So, yeah, I would be interested to see what y'all thought. What about you, Laura? Yeah. Not really my cup of tea, but there were a few moments that I really, really liked. Yeah. Okay. Could you briefly say what you didn't like about it? What was what was not your cup of tea? I, I'm not. I'm just not a huge fan of stories that cut that are told through flashbacks. I find it a bit frustrating when we flip between present day and the past, and especially when those are like fantastical. That they're not really woke. They're just each story is a little vignette. But yep. this one, I think they didn't feel like they had much purpose or tension. It just felt like Tim Burton wanting to use special effect or, you know, <laughs> dazzle us with his imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. I find it a little bit boring at times. But again, there were some parts of it that I really did like. Okay. Fernando, what did you think? Well, having learned so much about technology from the Green Knight, all I could think <laughs> all the time was bad CGI, bad CGI. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It, it got so bad that at some point I questioned whether it was actually CGI. And maybe I thought, I started thinking, this is just poor puppeteering. I said, what is this? <laughs> um, um, uh, it was, I don't know. Was this a children's film? I don't think no. so. No. I think not. I think it would be suitable for for teenagers. I think children would get something out of this. Yeah. Was it aimed at children? I don't know. I think there are a lot of fairly adult themes. I think it was aimed at themes. all ages. Yeah. It was aimed at no one. <laughs> it was aimed at Tim Burton. <laughs> wow. Okay. What about you, Michael Young? What did you think of the film? <laughs> I have to say I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I thought oh. it was a really great film, a real breath of fresh air. Huh. Um, and I, I was slightly dreading it because this was, what, two, 2003, something like that, mm-hmm. which was Fantastic just about the era. turning point. Yeah, a real turning point for Tim Burton around this era, though, uh. where he really went from making quite good films to really appalling films. And I, I thought, oh, shit, is this going to be like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm. film he made or something? But I, no, I thought it was really good. Um, I loved the unreliable narrator, and I loved the the nature of experiencing these fun, like, fairy stories, but also trying to work out to what extent this really happened. I thought it was really nice imaginatively. I thought visually it was very good. Um, I think they didn't over-rely on the whole CGI thing. Um, but used it when they needed to. 
Um, I thought it was, yeah, really, really quite touching as well. I thought it was quite, quite a beautiful idea by the end. Mm. Um, and a million times better than The Fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Fall sprung into my mind as well. I think I prefer The yeah. Fall. Okay. Maybe not a million times better. I thought it was better. Mm. Um, I remember in The Fall, I felt that it, the, um, the like impressionistic story scenes were mm. were too just all over the place and didn't quite make sense and didn't really add things and it was like three quarters of the film. Uh, whereas in this, I thought it they balanced it quite well, the sort of real story with the imaginary story. Uh, yeah, and it made me think a lot. That's nice. What did it make you think? Great film. Great film. That was... Great film. Wow. I will never. I think understand it might have been you. his his last good film. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what you'll like, what you'll hate. I would have put yep. good money on you not liking this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was I I was predisposed to dislike it as well because <laughs> I thought, oh god, it's it's going to have uh, Helena Bonham Carter in it somewhere being weird, and I was waiting the whole way through for Johnny Depp to turn up and start <laughs> eyeballing the camera and. <laughs> being eccentric but no it was okay (laughs) um right let's think about the story then so this was this was a story about uh what was he called edward the father Mm -hmm. um who has had an interesting life but who has uh never quite told his son the the literal truth of what his life was like um and so we're hearing the story the way he told it, and we're only later getting insights into to what extent that was true. And sometimes it was surprisingly close to the truth, and sometimes it was a little further away. Mm. So, it, as a setup, is is that okay? Is that a is that a boring setup, or was it just not done well? I think that's a realistic setup. I think that's just like studying history itself. We just hear stories and don't know what is true and what is not true. Oh, very nice. Right. Oh, I saved that for symbolism, Fernando. <laughs> Don't use it all up just now. Exactly. Oh, I think we'll find plenty of uh, symbols to talk about. <laughs> um, what do you reckon, Laura? Is this a good setup for a film? Yeah, I think it's a perfectly good setup. I don't think, again, I don't think I would ever really enjoy it because it's too meandering. Although yep. I don't like meandering films. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on why I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So Claire, you uh, what? Is it, what was wrong with it for you? I just found it very confusing. Um, confusing. Yeah, and I kind of, I yeah, kind of like Laura. Everything you're saying makes sense, and I agree with everything you're saying. But it was just, mm. it just all felt too deliberately weird. It was like yeah. it was attention seeking. It's like, oh, how outlandish can we make this scene? Um, I think I see what you mean. And I don't like people deliberately seeking attention, so I didn't like it. I don't know that I didn't like it. It's very confusing. This is this is the issue. I thought it was it was too outlandish for me. I think. Okay. But I don't know why. What kinds of things? You mean like uh, how about ha- having the giant who terrorizes no, a I town? No, I like the and giant. That, that's good. Um, <laughs> that was Carl good. the giant. Carl the giant really, really. I was endeared to him. I loved Carl. Yeah. And I enjoyed that part of the story. 
<laughs> um, uh, what, what about Spectre then? Was that loved Spectre, when he arrives? Amazing. You loved Spectre. Great part of the film for me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's that was very off the wall. There's this weird town that's meant to be like heaven or something. Yeah, totally fine and, with that. Yeah, that was so, like I thought that was like Midsummer. Oh, it was yeah. like Midsummer. Yeah, it just freaked me out. It was like mm-hmm. a little oh, Michael I, movie. I didn't feel that it was. Uh, menacing at all it felt nice oh, I to got, me really i was menaced because i thought they're going to trap him here and it's like a stepford situation i think okay it, it wasn't that every part was too outlandish it was that it kind of accumulated as the film went on that i started to get bored of going back and forth and having uh, stories that i didn't i don't like it when stories aren't true in films when yeah. the initial premise is this is a lie it didn't happen because it takes me out of my immersion and i'm like well why should I pay attention? Then. You just want a straightforward film <laughs> that goes from A to B with your meat and two veg. <sighs> None of this. Men to be men, women to be women. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Escape, that's a good film. <laughs> so the main theme that we've been talking about so far is, was the was the story that was being told within the story, uh, was that too outlandish and all over the place? No, I, I guess it depends on who you're telling the story to. If you're telling it to a child, then it's fine. Hmm. If you're telling it to your... I'm not sure how old he was, 40-year-old yeah. child, then then maybe your 40-year-old child would expect something a different story is and you don't you don't keep telling the same children's story to mm. your to your adult child mm. Mm. and that was what frustrated him in the end wasn't it mm, yes yeah. um how about for you as a viewer well what was the story like for fernando flores brito it was frustrating i was like okay well mm, i'm sure the ending will be touching and yeah i might like the ending but I'm hating the whole... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest of the film. Yeah, um, okay. I guess I felt just like his 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 child felt, frustrated. <laughs> yeah. wanting, wanting to know the truth. Wishing he'd just bloody tell him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did you... You maybe didn't like the stuff where he arrives in Spectre and there's grass everywhere and they're all wearing bare feet. So, like, it, it, is that too too weird for you? No, I thought, well, is this real? Is this not real? Yeah. Uh, and, mm, it felt like it was not real, but maybe it mm. was. It, it maybe reminded me of two films, The Witch and maybe Midsummer. Uh, yeah, where they okay. arrive in a small town. Mm. And... Just don't know if that's real or not. Mm. Claire mentioned Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it felt very Midsummer. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad that we <laughs> are of similar opinions. That makes it correct, <laughs> since two of us have agreed. <laughs> I was saying I felt it was uh, just a very peaceful, nice scene. I thought he had maybe died and gone to heaven. I thought that was yeah, possibly I think what they were getting min- at. Yeah. That's um, where it was supposed to be, because there was a line mm-hmm. later on where they said no yeah. man could avoid reaching the end of his life when they were talking about Spectre. So yeah. I I definitely think that's it's supposed to be where you go when you die. Yeah. Mm. 
But then does the little girl not reappear as a grown-up? Oh, yeah, sorry. So the little girl turned out to be the witch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was interesting. They addressed that as well, didn't they? Because it... He, she couldn't have been the witch because he met the witch when he was a little boy. Mm. Um, and so I think we're meant to think, well, she said, didn't she? He had, there were two women in the world for him and one of them was his wife and one of them oh. was everyone mm. else. Um, oh, I liked that as a little, yeah, sort of extra bit of mystery. It's probably a couple of different people. Well, then Helena Bonham Carter should have played every other woman in the film. I think so. <laughs> yeah, how many did she play? Didn't play Just enough, one. did she? <laughs> Only two characters. <laughs> two characters. Yeah, well, she played the witch. Mm-hmm. And Jenny. Who was Jenny? Jenny was the woman that we maybe thought he was having an affair with. Oh, yeah. Oh, so she wasn't. No, that wasn't quite the witch. Oh, right, okay. Um, I think we're meant to think the witch was another woman from when he was a small child, but also he'd conflated them in this story. Oh, in, okay. See, I in what I thought that. was an interesting way. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is it was what interesting. I, I thought there was some weird thing where the witch was in a separate timeline to everything else. And that Jenny became the witch, but time moved differently for her or something. I was trying to build a narrative that made sense. I couldn't make sense of it. Okay. Mm. Uh, so it was just all the other women were Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> oh. oh, well. Can I tell you my favourite bit from Spectre? Yes. <laughs> it's when they're dancing in the circle and the mayor, is it the mayor or something? Starts. Yeah. He takes the place of uh, that woman and he's just dancing and smiling at him. And Ewan McGregor is again <laughs> increasingly alarmed. But <laughs> yeah. I thought that genuinely laughed out loud. That. And Steve Buscemi starts running in the background, also manically smiling. I liked him. <laughs> yeah. Every part with Steve Buscemi was amazing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he really stole every scene he was yeah. in. I loved his yep. poetry. I loved his poem. Yes, it was so crap. <laughs> this guy's a blue spectre is great. <laughs> so I feel like I'm hearing you, kind of all of you, talk quite fondly about these different bits of this story, but did it just go on too long? Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Everett, logically, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. It was. It just didn't. I don't know. Just wasn't right somehow. Something yeah, you can't something... quite put your finger on that just didn't tie together. I just didn't yeah. think it had. It didn't have enough drive, so I started to get bored because mm-hmm. I realised that they weren't super connected. It was just. Even they were amusing on their own, but not nothing like I, I'd had enough. I think by the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you yeah. know that, basically, you're watching something that's not necessarily got a coherent storyline you start losing interest in yeah what's happening next because it could be anything mm-hmm. yeah um so there's there's no point in engaging because it's kind of as yeah. a viewer it's sort of disrespecting you because it's saying well f- fuck you i'm just going to <laughs> do whatever i want uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, that's how I felt as well. Okay. I th- oh, well. Mm. So, in principle, I like the idea. The We all have stories and things that have happened in our life, and we all have a point of view about mm. what happened. And we each uh, uh, embellish stories or keep back details uh, about what's happened in our life to maybe uh, make us look better or braver or stronger. Yeah. Um, and I can see it as an exaggeration of that, and that's quite cool. But just, yeah, just the actual storytelling lost me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe a good idea executed poorly somehow. Yeah, just executed by Tim Burton, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If the Coen sure. brothers had done it, I bet mm. it would have been great. <laughs> I hear it was Steven Spielberg originally meant to do it, which I would have loved because I love oh, Steven wow. Spielberg. That yeah. would have been good. He does a good life story as well, doesn't he, Steven Spielberg? Amazing. Yeah. I I think I'm I kind of get what you're saying, but I think it veered more towards the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory rather than Edward Scissorhands, kind of. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I, Maybe I not. think I was surprised by how sincere parts of it were. Mm. Most of it felt very sincere, um, rather than wacky and silly. Uh, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I've got a few notes then, a few things I'm not sure about, questions yeah. I'd like to ask. Um, and one was, I thought, yeah, quite a quite a sweet story about him falling in love with this girl at the circus mm. and then pursuing her. Stalking her. Yeah. So it occurred to me that in a fairy story, this made a lot of sense, but that in real life, if you fall in love with someone at first sight it is very possible to come on too strong <laughs> by saying things like, I've been looking for you for six months. Yeah. Um, I'm going to marry you. Uh, <laughs> but, and, it, and it just occurred to me, what is the appropriate thing to do if you fall in love with someone at first sight and don't know who they are? What What is the appropriate course of action there? I think the answer might be you can't fall in love at first sight. You've become obsessed with someone. It's unhealthy yep. and you should leave them alone if they want to be left alone. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. If they want to be left alone, how do you make that first move and, and decide? Yeah. How, how do you, how All do you, you give, give it a try? You thought was pretty. Like you have no idea if you're in love with this person. Yeah. So maybe that's the. That's the hint. If you've fallen in love with them at first sight, there's something wrong with you and you <laughs> probably shouldn't pursue them even if they would be interested. Yeah. I think you should check yourself. You could pursue them because it's it's possible to have like an insane attraction to someone at first sight. Sure. Yeah. But to think that you're destined to marry them and insist that they're the love of your life when you've never met them is creepy and weird, hmm. I think. Yeah. So yeah. What, what should he have done? Forgotten about her, moved on. Yeah, probably. That would have been the sensible. He he saw someone pretty. Yeah. That happens to people. I think he should have just asked her on a date. But she was engaged. She was engaged? Oh, yes, she was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
to Roy from the office. Well, <laughs> definitely in that case, typecast. Well, kill the fiance first. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and then ask her on a date. Sensible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, go, go big or go home. Go big or go home. That was very much his approach, wasn't it? Very it? much was, yes. I think he should have he gone did go big. I think what he should have done is accepted that she was engaged and just become her like friend. Try to squash those feelings. Maybe not. Maybe that wouldn't have been good for him. But, you know, you could love someone trying to learn to love her platonically. And if you get your chance, you get your chance. Maybe she would have realized yeah. that the other guy was wrong for her. Yeah, so did he actually say you shouldn't marry him? Um, I don't Mm. think so. Or did he just say, look, here's the situation. I'm in love with you and I think we're going to get married. I mean, I did think it was quite nice. He he sort of in the end won her heart by not fighting the guy and by just taking a terrible beating that was refreshing in a lot of films of like uh the the confident hero beating the shit out of the love rival um i didn't mm. like that because she'd said can you not hear him and he was like well i suppose if you don't want me to then yeah so i felt like he He respected her wishes i think he was doing it out of righteousness i don't know i didn't like it i thought he was smarmy i think the problem was i thought (laughs) he was too smarmy the whole way through yeah. Um, but yeah. Maybe this is the core of this because I liked him. I found him to be a likable character. I wanted the best for him. I, I liked him well enough. But yeah, I mm. quite liked him. I didn't dislike him. Yeah. Okay. But then I was seeing his own glorified impression of himself. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. That's. I. Again, I just find that very interesting. That's all of this. He seems like such a nice character. Was there stuff he was doing that was a bit bad? Oh, yeah, loads um, of stuff. Stalking a woman? Yep. Yeah, exactly. But he, it was presented in this such fairy tale, beautiful way. What was that actually? Also, was she actually a bit scared of him to start with? Did he like follow her home at night or whatever? And he's presented this in this fairy tale manner. That. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find that That's... quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I think what I... So that whole story kind of unsettled me because so we were supposed to see him as this hero because mm. he'd fallen in love and tracked down this woman and then didn't defend himself in a fight. So what we saw is a man who obsessively stalks... Uh, woman but then won't commit violence against a man and we're supposed to see that as those as like those both as heroic acts and I feel like we see that as like yeah he was allowed to prey on her but not even defend himself Uh in a fight I hated him I hated him so much (laughs) I hated all those stories yes uh, okay mm, Maybe they were okay in the past, though, as in... Not 2003, though. Uh, maybe they <laughs> yeah. were okay in... Hmm... 1313. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm... Yeah, but I, I, I just don't like his approach to life. 
um, in a modern context. Um, yeah. This being said, I've been watching some documentaries from a German broadcaster called DW. And yeah. apparently there are some places like in Bulgaria, there, there's like the Roma marriage market where people behave in a way that I simply was not expecting people to behave in present day. So maybe this isn't so... Um, right. Yeah, maybe this isn't so um, outlandish. Maybe this is just the way that some people behave, even if... <laughs> even if <laughs> even if it's it, it might be a little peculiar yeah okay i mean i'm contending him but that makes does make me a bit of a hypocrite because i'm sure i'd have done the same thing <laughs> okay i'm not as resourceful i would never have found all those daffodils and i don't know how to sky right so maybe i wouldn't have. yeah there's some real get up and go there wasn't there <laughs> Um, yeah, the other so the other stuff that he did that I thought was like super dick move was luring some conjoined twins out of stable employment and selling them to the circus. Yep. Yeah. Did Who he sell conjoined. them to the circus? Not selling, but he sold them a dream of being like I know the most influential man in America, and it's just the bloody exploitative circus owner who yeah. puts people into involuntary servitude. Yeah, yep. like, fair play. That's not cool. Yeah, a bit of a dick. Yeah. Again, he could have thought that that was an improvement of their situation. Yeah, but I guess you should probably ask people. I and think be he did forthcoming. ask. He asked, but he didn't give them the fact. Were well, there supposed to be <laughs> subtitles in that bit? Because he was just talking in Vietnamese, and I just thought, oh, what's happening? Were, were there subtitles when you were watching it? Well, I watched it on YouTube, and all of it had Spanish subtitles that I could not turn off. So, yes, it did have subtitles. Ah, right. <laughs> oh, so d- he he like told them that the circus owner was a really great guy. Uh I honestly cannot remember if he said that it was a great guy, but <laughs> I just can't remember. The but uh, he, he did deceive them. I don't think that they they were deceived. Um. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I can see your point about them being duped, but I don't think they were duped. I think they they liked their situation in the end. Um, hmm. And maybe he was thinking, oh, I must take them from this uh, country where <laughs> there's violence. I'm not sure if there was violence. Why was he there? Why was he a soldier sent to? Uh, oh, is this the war in Vietnam? I yeah, uh, I think this was the Vietnam War. Um, I know nothing about the war in Vietnam other than maybe it should not have happened. Um, I know that a lot of Vietnamese people wanted to get oh, out and wanted that. to get to America. It was the Korean War. Sorry. It was the Korean War. I read that on on uh, Wikipedia, so I don't know if it's true. but uh, I did not even uh, know. Wikipedia told me it was the Korean War. Yeah, now you mention it, the flag was North Korea's flag, wasn't it? North Korea? Wow. Yeah. Um, well, um, in that case, once again, I do not even know that it was a war between the United States and Korea. Mm. Yeah, okay. But once again, it seems like they wanted to get out, and it seemed that everything worked out in the end, so I see that as a, as a positive. <laughs> That's what all human traffickers say. 
Fernando. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is a bold accusation. Um, Are you a human trafficker? <laughs> yes, okay, yes, you got me. I'm trafficking humans. <laughs> there we go. Wow, you just have to ask people, it turns out. They just say yes. I usually do ask them and say, hey, do you just want to work for me without getting paid? <laughs> and they say yes. There you go. <laughs> um, so we should also say he he really liked the circus guy, right? Mm, yes. He had been taken for this ride himself, and I think he was he didn't quite realise how much he and everyone else was getting exploited. Um, so perhaps it was a an, an innocent thing for him Wait, to do. I on don't his think part. they were getting exploited. Were they getting exploited? They weren't being uh, paid. They were not being paid. Yeah. No. Well, the giant signed this contract that we didn't quite figure out what that was oh, about. Yes, they, and the person it did to be that ask he wasn't getting about, a, uh-huh, servitude. Well, yeah. he did ask him first, though. As in, he did not do him. As he's here, he said, "You're going to be my servant. Are you okay with this?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> That's that's not quite right because he like (laughs) asked him if he recognised these legal terms and when he said no, he said, okay, sign this. Uh, uh, That's curious. Again, I feel like Edward Bloom should have looked after his friend a bit better knowing that he hadn't been long in the world. I feel like Uh, that's what we do all the time when each website asks us to accept certain cookies whether we want it or not yeah. i don't understand what that is yet yeah. i have to accept some so yeah yeah you're true. right true, true, true. and again it's yeah not everyone in this story was good there was maybe not even edward it there was there was stuff going on behind this fairy story mm. that was interesting i thought I don't know if they were going for that, though. Do you think they were going for some... He was actually stalking, human trafficking, selling his... Well, not selling his friends, but, you know, slavery. Uh, yes, I think to some extent. Uh. I, uh, well, certainly we, we were supposed to think that the that this guy was shifty, the yeah. circus owner. Um, but he, I think even this... All of it was based on this sort of old-fashioned, early Hollywood fairy tale um that whole style and it was done in a much more um sugary and romantic way than in any other films from 2003 and it was because it was we were meant to think twice about it we had these scenes in between it where the characters in the film were like critically appraising um the themes of these stories that we were definitely meant to think a bit more about it uh, and I wonder, yeah, I think at the very mm. least, the whole stalking the woman and and <laughs> pursuing her, we were meant to think that was over the top and cheesy and unrealistic. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it's unreal. I don't, I don't think it's uh, wrong for us to think it can't have happened like that. Come on, Dad, what what did you really do? Um, and to think that it wasn't wasn't quite as rosy and. Uh, and sweet natured, as as he said. Mm. I, just, I think there's a difference between that and us being provoked to think this is unacceptable behaviour. Yeah, mm. yeah, probably. Which I don't think the film super recognised. But again, you know, it's not a huge problem. And the one thing we did know is that she did marry him. Yeah. Um, so whatever he did, uh, 
it was yeah she she can't have felt too badly about it and then maybe therefore as an audience marriage. we can't condemn him too much maybe, maybe it was a maybe. forced marriage uh, why didn't Jessica Lang just tell her son what actually happened yeah I wonder yeah. that why didn't he ask other people yeah it's like yeah he's a journalist do some investigating <laughs> So he did eventually, didn't he? Went to Spectre and talked oh, to this woman eventually. that he suspected of having an affair. But yeah. yeah, I don't know why the mum didn't tell him. Um, Just like, oh yeah, your dad likes his stories. Yeah. He actually found out my name and came to my door and said, oh, I'd like to take you out for yeah. coffee. Hmm. Maybe she loved those stories so much that she didn't want to, didn't want to spoil the... Mm. Spoil the the fantasy. Dunno. Yeah, but I think when you see it's damaging someone the way it was hurting him. Yeah, he was obviously resp- upset, wasn't he? You have a responsibility to mm. to help. And I have to say I didn't like I think the eventual moral conclusion of the film, which was that um it's all very well looking for truth, but sometimes you just have to fucking not look for truth <laughs> and just deal with people lying to you. Um, oh, and I that's think I great. did like that. You should do that. I knew you'd have liked that. <laughs> I can't believe, even though you hated the whole thing. It, yeah, definitely that conclusion of like, yeah, but you can just talk complete bullshit to people sometimes. And if they don't like it, it's because they're shriveled up old Nazis who don't appreciate joy and art. And And when it's things like, Dad, how did you and Mum meet? Or, like, were you having an affair my entire childhood? You really do need... Like, it's not unreasonable for him to ask these questions. Oh, look, I... And to demand answers. I totally empathised with Will, the son, for wanting the truth. Like, I totally get how frustrating it is to... Do you know what it reminds... Like, I found it quite touching as well. But I I found it reminded me a bit of, like being with someone who has dementia and getting super frustrated at them for for being forgetful or repeating things or thinking things are true when they're not and like it's so hard to deal with and so so frustrating and like really upsetting sometimes as well but at the other Hmm. side you have to take people as they are and can't for like it's so frustrating because you want them to be who who you remember and who you actually want them to be but that's just not how it is Mm -hmm. so like I kind of like the film that it was kind of like just take people as they come and like this is who Edward Bloom was and his son needed to yeah. accept that like you don't need to know well it's nice to know things I get like we can empathize and sympathize with him wanting to know the truth but ultimately these stories were just who his dad was and that's that's that maybe but that, Except, but they're it, not what who his dad was. But the, like there was loads the of stuff that of actually him, happened that is very different from what he said. But he's yeah. he's yeah. But they were who he was, not the actual stories, but the storytelling and the elaborations yeah. and everything was part of the fabric of his life. Oh, so you're saying maybe you learn more by listening to the made up stuff he said. You can learn a lot about someone by listening to what. That's why stuff oral they history is so important. 
Exactly. I mean, this is roughly what you were saying, right? Like you can learn a lot about people from the way that stories get corrupted and changed over the years. How do you think um, the Bible came up to be? It's in just by making up stories, and maybe some of them have yeah, good exactly. point. Some good point. Well exaggerated. It, it all went wrong over the years, and as a result, we have no fucking idea who <laughs> Moses was. No, I'm saying because I think that whole there can be multiple versions of what legit. truth is. Why are you so obsessed with what the actual truth is? Who cares? <laughs> oh, you're just you're just winding <laughs> me up now. I'm not going to rise to it. Symbolism. Symbolism. I don't Other than the whole oh. point that like the stories were a symbol for what actually happened to him. Um, what what symbols did we spot? His dad was a big fish in a small town. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they sort of spelled that one out for us about ten times, yep. didn't they? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the uh, yeah, pretty straight film altogether, wasn't it? Just despite all the fantastical imagery, I don't know what they. What did the shoes symbolize? Oh, that that's a symbol, isn't it? In um, Spectre. Um, yeah, as if you're selling drugs. Oh, yeah, but um, I was thinking more um, how bodies are buried without shoes. Really? Yeah, that's where the that's where the whole rumor about Paul McCartney being dead came from. Because in the oh yeah, one... I thought that was just shit. Uh, okay. Oh, so that yeah, it's like they're all dead, like they're in heaven. Yeah. So the removing of his shoes was. Him staying. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were meant to think Spectre was heaven, weren't we? Um, <laughs> which I guess was why they, they drummed in this thing that he was there early. Uh, yeah. Take your shoes. Can't think of any others. How about a link to the last film? It made no sense at all. What was the woman? The naked woman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they said the naked woman was was the fish, right? Oh no, she was a siren, was she not? Is this all based on the Odyssey? <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> Gotta be. Well, you actually know the story of the Odyssey. How does it go? Um, yeah, so there was. So, well, he he gets into a long adventure and goes off in different places. Yeah, he meets a giant <gasps> who. Oh. He fights the Cyclops. Um, yeah, there's sirens that he. Uh, manages to resist the temptation of because uh, they tie him to the mast of his ship so he can't go and, like, fall in love with them. Um, nah, it's not much. <laughs> Is there a circus in the Odyssey? Actually, you know, um, Helena Bonham Carter, Jenny, hmm. was kind of like Circe. Oh, who keeps him on the island yeah. with her, even though he doesn't really love her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, now. There is a bit where he goes to the underworld in the Odyssey as Ooh. well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this whole thing that whenever he's on these adventures, his wife is waiting for him yeah. faithfully. Uh, is his son, his son is Telemachus? Yeah who goes on his own voyage trying to figure out what's happened to his father. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind this of there, is, aren't we? Yeah, I think there's something in this. Yeah. Well, it's as good as uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, anyway. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. 
Um. Uh, so the last film we watched was The Green Knight. Was this related? Um, there were naked women. And there were perfect. naked women. And in lakes. Naked women. In lakes, yes. Or yep. not in lakes, but there was a woman in, in the lake. Her head was in the lake. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... And the head wasn't wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> I think the theme of the central character, like getting into adventures and trying to preserve his, um, mm. his like moral compass through all of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there you could draw a lot of parallels. I just can't be cool. bothered. Yeah, okay. Well, we can... We've we've been going plenty of time. When he Um, arrived at Spectre, the grass was green. Oh, yeah. And the the night was green, allegedly green. Yeah, okay. (laughs) They both contained the colour green. There was... No. Hmm. They're both films, they're both 24 frames per second. (laughs) Wide aspect ratio. It's basically the same film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was that fantasy sequence at the end of The Green Knight, which felt kind of dreamlike and imaginary. And Oh, it was very like the final story in Big Fish, mm. wasn't it? This yeah, cut away. speculative bit, yeah. not describing what has happened, but speculating on what will happen yeah. or what could happen in the story. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, did a little playing around with time and flashbacks and things. Great. Mm. Ah, I've uh, I've, that's all my notes. Um, I thought this was a really good film. I really liked it, and I can I can see that certain things I just liked, and I can't say why. And I think that was enough to make it a good film or a bad film. Yeah, I have I have one more note. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that for all Will was frustrated with his dad's adventures and made up stories. He marries someone who actually goes away and goes on adventures um, because his wife's like a journalist, photographer person and actually has all of these like wild stories that are actually true. Um, And I don't know whether he... That Who was... has those stories? So his wife, Josephine. Oh, going to the Congo and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't know if like hearing those stories as a child actually made him want to hear stories like that or to Oh that's great. Yeah, it obviously had a big effect on him as have those stories shaped him enough that he's gone and found someone who matches those ideals but who does it for real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's a nice thought. It is nice. My one yeah. last note is about this some of the scenes in Korea being quite racist. Oh yeah, what do we have? About the racism. Yeah. Um, so, like, when he bursts into the tent with his gun and there's the two generals and they immediately start doing this ridiculous... They do the kung fu the sequence. kung fu moves. And he's yeah. just like, well, I've got... To... I don't know. Yeah. Something just felt a little uncomfortable about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was a bit brightly painted, wasn't it? Mm. That kind of, let, let's see, what, what are we going to say that the North Korean army is like? Yeah. Yeah. 
little mocking, little yeah. I I thought it was exaggerated to the point that it was mocking uh, the xenophobic interpretation. Yeah. Okay. The what bit? Sorry. So I I feel like it it took it so far that it was making fun of the stereotypes. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was his crazy racist fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be true. I mean, somebody's a racist. That's <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, I I think it was quite cool that at the end the uh, conjoined twins turned out to not be conjoined. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool. Like, it was a partial truth he'd been telling. Um. I thought that was very uh, symbolic of the whole film, where there was a little bit of truth in this story. Mm. Yeah. Reality was just a little bit different. Yeah, that's right. Wait, were they conjoined in reality? I, I think I think they were, right? No, I think they were just twin, identical twins. What? Yeah, I we saw at the funeral, on. they walked around separately at the end, but they were obviously, yeah, twin sisters. What? <laughs> It was quite subtle because you saw them side on and it looked like they were conjoined and then one of them walked away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really nicely done. Yeah, I thought that was good. But those are the those are the last two thoughts I had. Yeah. Nothing I think I make- appreciate it as a film. I just didn't didn't like it very much. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no accounting for that, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'm now even more relieved that he has passed away so that we don't have to listen to any more <laughs> fake stories. Brilliant. Aren't all stories fake, Fernando? <laughs> I look forward to Big Fish 2, which is just real stuff just happening, <laughs> everyday life kind of stuff. Too no made-up stories at all. Too big, too fish. Big fish too is childhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boyhood. Sorry, not childhood. Boyhood, boyhood. yeah, okay. Mm. All this just happened. Oh, Watch both it. films I found quite boring. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> ah. Maybe I just don't like films that, are, that meander this much. Yeah. I'll try and think of a meandering film that I do like, because I'm sure there is one, but... <laughs> Give me thrillers. Give me Keanu Reeves chasing <laughs> Patrick Swayze and shooting guns at him. That's all I want. And on that note. <laughs> I didn't, sorry, I forgot that we were ending and I forgot to get the music ready. But I'm ready now. Uh, okay. Is that it? Once a I'm wrap. Ready. Once a wrap. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yeah, me or Fernando for the next film. Do you want a countdown? Yeah, why not? Three, two, one. Paper. Scissors. Whoa, why? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, so... 
I think it's going to have to be no. uh, Mutiny yes. on the Bounty. Yes. No! <laughs> <laughs> Mutiny on the Bounty, 1962. Oh. Um, you might like to look up the, uh, the, the previous Mutiny on the Bounty episode, the one from the 30s. Uh, so that that's fresh in your memory uh, before watching the the Marlon Brando, Trevor Howard, and Richard Harris classic, um, but also uh, yeah, settle in because it's just over three Richard hours. Richard Harris. Richard Harris. Oh, amazing! I thought you were going to say you might want to look up the old mutiny on the boat. Me, give it another watch. <laughs> yeah, you could watch the yeah. whole thing again. <laughs> Oh, I think I'm washing my hair that day. <laughs> Wait, did you say 1962? 1962. Mutiny on the Bounty. You might want to go ahead and just watch The Bounty right after you've watched that as well. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get ready for Laura's pick. <laughs> See you in that one.